All right, welcome once again, everyone, to the Dynasty of Dads weekly podcast. The goal of this podcast is for dads to share their experiences and stories to help us become the best parents we can be. I am your host, Bearded Brian, and I am really excited for tonight's episode titled The First Week with a Newborn. We will be discussing what to expect, what you can and can't prepare for, what items you should buy beforehand, what we ended up buying that we ended up not using at all, a bunch of different really informative, hopefully helpful topics. So sit back, relax, and let's become better parents together. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Dynasty of Dads podcast. I am your host, Bearded Brian. If you are joining us live, welcome. The chat is now open. If you are listening to the podcast recording, remember, you can join the conversation next time by tuning in live to YouTube every Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern. Or why wait? You can go to Anchor dot fm slash dynasty of dads and you could submit a voice message which we will respond to or maybe even play back live on the air or you could always email us at dynasty of dads at gmail.com we haven't gotten a whole lot of interaction via email or the voicemails and i'd really like to hear from you guys so if you get a chance please do me a favor send us an email say hello let me know what you like what you don't like about the show uh anything at all we would just really love to uh to hear from you and speaking of we this podcast would not be the same without my amazing co-host zach aka zach and emery zach what is up my friend i'm just trying to survive these days <laughs> i hear you i hear you well that's why we picked tonight's episode topic so we can hear from you firsthand down in the trenches of what it's like to be uh, a uh, parent and and during the first couple of weeks uh, having a newborn uh, at home so leading us right in how's your dad week going um it's it's been a definitely an interesting week it's definitely been exhausting first off the emery has gotten herself cold started sunday night and it's been really making her congested, so waking up a little bit more than usual. And so that means I'm having to take care of Emery while Taylor is taking care of Elliot. And it's 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 just been hard on all of us <laughs> trying to trying to make it through the nights and get some kind of sleep. Uh, but we're we're slowly getting into a new routine. Uh, people told me how much different it was going to be going from one kid to two kids, but I really underestimated them. So yeah. It, it, Taylor's is a saint. Um, she's been taking the brunt of the workload, mainly because Elliot really relies on her more than she relies on me. But um, I, I, I try to help out with the feeding as much as I can. Uh, we're trying to not do bottles as much this time like we did with Emery. But um, and also, I have to give a big shout out for uh, Taylor as well because you're talking about how much work this is, and then she still allows you to come and hang out with mm -hmm. me once a week, which is greatly, greatly appreciated. And mm -hmm. uh, we uh, we thank you. The show wouldn't be the same without you. 
And the show wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Taylor doing her work on the uh, back end. So Taylor, if you're out there listening, thank you so much. I appreciate it. For those of you that are listening and you're looking for a great topic to send us an email about, send us a little thank you to Taylor. That would, that would be very nice. And uh, and we'll uh, we'll read some of her fan mail. <laughs> yes. Yes. She is definitely the real MVP. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, so, but how has uh, your dad week gone? I'll be honest. It's a, it's a struggle this week as well. Uh, we started this weird phase that my daughter, and this was literally overnight. We were always very blessed with my daughter's sleeping habits pretty much right away. Once they were supposed to get into kind of a traditional routine of, you know, a nap during the day and then proper bedtime at night, it got to the point that part of her routine was we would read a book and then we would do what we called two minutes where I would lay down on the floor and she would lay down on my chest. We'd do that for about two minutes. And so every night I would say, you want to do two minutes? And she would crawl up on my uh, on my chest and then, you know, kind of listen to my heartbeat and stuff. And that would get her ready for bed. And then when she was ready, she would just say bed and then crawl herself into bed and, and go to bed. And that became our routine. And it was so good for her sleeping habits, but it got so good that some nights I was really enjoying after a long day of work, I would come home and I would look forward to those two minutes so bad, you know, just having her lie on my chest. And it was so relaxing. It was almost like my yoga, you know, for the day of being able to just unwind and breathe and put the phone away and uh, just relax with her. But she got so good at sleeping. She would just lie there for like a couple seconds and then just look at me and go bed. And I'm like, no, not yet. Two minutes. And she was like, no, bed. And she would tell me that it was bedtime. The reason why I bring all this up is that's how good she was for probably a year and a half. And then all of a sudden this past weekend, she is terrified of sleep or terrified of her room. We we can't quite figure out what it is. But she will not let us leave the room and leave her by herself. She has a nightlight, so it's not that dark or scary. Um, But it is a genuine fear when she's in there. So we narrowed it down to a couple Mm. things. My wife and I were like, maybe she was watching a scary movie that just kind of stuck with her. We didn't think it was it, but I think we talked about it last podcast. She's been watching Soul. She loves Soul on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if you've been watching that. It's a great movie. But it is a little bit about the afterlife and stuff. And I was like, is this creeping her out? So maybe we got to, you know, hold back on this movie. But she loves it. So it didn't seem like it was that that was bothering her. We thought maybe like a scary book like The Grinch or something like that. uh, Or just a nightmare. But we were doing some more research. And we actually think it might be separation anxiety. We, We were reading that that could kick in pretty unexpected. I didn't even know what that was really. Uh, I could take a guess with the name of it, it's separation anxiety, but I didn't know it was a real thing. And uh, my wife and I were doing some research and I do definitely think that might be a topic in the near future. Um, I don't know enough about it to talk about it right now, but if that's what it is, it's definitely what we're going through. The positive is what I was reading is uh, it could be just a phase that goes couple days maybe like a week or a month or whatever we don't know but uh both naps and bedtime have really been a struggle yeah and amory it goes through the same thing and i'm not gonna lie it, it has not stopped and I, I think it honestly stopped around the same age that Kelly j is right now because um, the, the separation be anxiety that, right it used to be that i would feed her a bottle and this is when she still had bottles and 
I would lay her down in her crib and she would watch me walk out of the room and have no issues. She'd fall asleep within five minutes. And then uh, randomly, she just would not go to sleep without without us in the room. Oh, wait, I said that back. She would not go to sleep unless we were in the room with her. Yeah, that's exactly so. what she's going through. It's really, really weird. And they, the reason why we put our finger on separation anxiety is it was starting to get so bad this week that let's say my wife and I were driving somewhere with her. I would be in the driver's seat. My wife would put her in the back seat in the car seat. And as she was getting strapped in, she would start freaking out and go, Daddy, Daddy, don't leave. Don't leave. And I was like, I'm not. She's just putting you in the car. I was like, don't leave, Mommy. Don't leave, Mommy. And would, <laughs> like, the look on her face was genuine, like, genuine terror. And that's what kind of triggered the, maybe she's going through some sort of separation anxiety. So I'm going to do my research. I'm going to give you an update. And, you know, we'll see if this is a, a phase or not. But I definitely think a worthwhile topic because it's not something that I was familiar with. Right. Yeah. And the, the reason I was laughing a second ago when you were describing that, because it was uh, making me think about what happened today, actually. So Taylor naps with uh, Emery during the day right now. And Elliot naps beside me at my work desk while I'm working. And Taylor came out because she woke up first. She's sitting on the couch and she sees the door open and Emery starts walking out. And she and Taylor looks at me and she goes, She's just going to look at me and say, you left me. And so she, Emery walks over and lets out a huge sigh. She's like, ah, and Taylor <laughs> goes, what is that for? She goes, you left me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She's actually in the chat right now. And she says, Emery has terrible separation anxiety when I leave. Not so much for dad. <laughs> right, yeah. The, the best example for this is when I drop her off at preschool, Emery is just like ready to go to class and ready to play. But when Taylor drops her off, it is like the end of the world. Oh my like Taylor gosh. is leaving her there forever. All right, uh, let's get into the nitty-gritty of uh, tonight's episode. Uh, and so I'm going to start with some advice for dads, but I'm going to say something really quick. Moms, do me a favor, and I want to talk just to the dads. So skip ahead a little bit or you know, maybe leave us on, but go into the other room and kind of do your own thing for a little bit. Dads, I'm talking straight to you right now. When you're preparing for week one, just remember... It is your turn. And what do I mean by that? Zach, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. When okay. your wife's back was killing her because of the weight of carrying around that baby for nine months, over that nine months, how many, how often was it your turn to take care of that uh, carrying that burden and that back pain? During the nine months, yes. I didn't really have any of the back pain. <laughs> All right, so zero. So it was it was zero your turn and 100% uh, your wife's during that nine months. Let me ask you another question. When she was waking up in the middle of the night sick or sneaking away from her desk at work to throw up in the bathroom because of the cramps or sickness, how many times during that nine months was that your turn? Uh, not a single one. If not I can a single remember. one. All right. All right. Here's a big one for nine months. Every time you went out to socialize with your friends, how many times was it your turn to be the designated driver going back home because you weren't allowed to drink? Um, not a single time, not a single time. <laughs> and I can tell you, I took full advantage of that 
during that nine months. <laughs> so the reason why I'm saying this is, guys, please keep this in mind. I know, trust me, you are exhausted. You are not sleeping. Nothing compares to what your partner just went through. Please keep that in mind. When you're, I, and I guarantee it is going to happen. You're going to be lying in bed. You are both just about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden the little one starts crying. You will get into a fight on whose turn it is. I promise you it will happen. And it could very often happen every night. So I'm just begging you for first couple weeks, just remember what we're talking about. Nine months went by and it was never your turn for any of this stuff. A couple weeks, step up. I know you're exhausted. I also know she may get more time off than you do, and that's not fair and all of this stuff. But trust me, she is going through a lot. Uh, her body is still recovering. There's there's a lot that they are going through emotionally, physically. So step up, man, please. And uh, just remember, if, if you are questioning whose turn it is, it's your turn. All right. That's it. I'm going to be done being preachy for uh, this episode. Women, you can come back into the room and listen. I didn't want to get us guys too much in trouble if the women are listening and the guys are not. Let's continue on. So, uh, Zach, now that you're around round two, can you compare Emery and then what you're going through right now with uh, a newborn in the house? Uh, Emery actually slept through the night, like right out the gate. Um, it wasn't until she started getting ear infections that she started waking up and we were mistaking the ear infections at first for her getting hungry. And so we started feeding her. And then obviously the next day we'd notice the temperature and take her to the doctor. But once, um, we started feeding her thinking she was hungry instead of her waking up screaming in pain because of her ears, she developed the habit of eating in the middle of the night hmm. so after the first couple of weeks of her sleeping through the night we started having to wake up to do the feedings interesting um, so yeah so that was uh, like a she, tease i know right <laughs> and then so after about two or three weeks uh, she started waking up two or three times a night for feedings and then that went on for a whole year Oof. um but elliot right out the bat has not slept through the night once um, so it's a little bit more exhausting this time with constantly being woken up to crying. Um, it, it's even getting to the point to where I, we're pretty sure that she has night and day reversed. So she doesn't even want to go to sleep at nighttime. Oh, interesting. It, take, it takes forever to go go to sleep. So I would say this time it's a little bit more exhausting on the sleeping side. But I will say, and I will say this for the rest of my life, as much as a pain 2020 has been, with the pandemic, I am super grateful for this year. So when Emery was born, I was a contractor, um, didn't have any time off with my job. So basically I was off the day that she was born, but before we even got discharged out of the hospital, I had to go back to work because we wow. just wouldn't have been able to afford our bills at that time because I was yeah. getting paid so little. Um, so didn't have hardly any time off, still worked some nights, uh, worked occasional weekends. So I, I was very rarely home to be able to help Taylor through the first part of Emery's life. Wow. Um, then now with Elliot, I, I'm working from home. I, I get to spend so much time with her in the morning. Um, if Taylor needs a quick break uh, during the day, I can take her during my lunchtime. 
I can watch her while Taylor goes and picks up Emery at preschool, drops her off, all those things. So I get to experience so much more this time than I did with Emery. A lot of this may sound like doom and gloom of you're not sleeping and, you know, it's, it's pretty exhausting. But any parent will tell you it is a blast and it goes so fast. My daughter is only two and a half and I would give anything for another week of that newborn little baby smell and holding her and you know even waking up in the middle of the night and you know being half asleep and giving her a bottle gosh i miss those days and you know we're we're hopefully gonna have another kid at some point but i am looking forward to that phase it mm-hmm. it is exhausting but it goes so fast so like when you're and sitting so there half it. asleep it is worth it cherish every second of it because i promise you once you're through it and you are sleeping throughout the night you are going to miss it. Mark my words. I, I do promise uh, that. It mm-hmm. is a very special uh, experience that goes pretty quick. A couple things that I wanted to add and just throw out there. I don't remember the process as much, mainly because I was so tired. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to throw out a couple just things to think about. One is try to have a routine as best you can, whatever that is. Again, we had a pretty, like, okay do diaper then you read and then you you know rock or whatever it was but try to figure out what your routine is and part of that routine is that partnership okay like sometimes you change the diaper and get her dressed and then i will do the two minutes in bedtime or vice versa like figure out kind of what your plan is as a team or you know one person's going down and making the formula or whatever the case might be but try to figure out that routine and it really will uh, will help. Uh, the one thing that I do remember from my experience was that I wasn't really expecting was how terrified I was at night when I would go to bed and we didn't do, um, we did the sleeping in the, what do you call the thing on the side of the bed? Bassinet. Bassinet. Thank you. Uh, we did the bassinet for a little while and then she pretty quickly went to her own room, but As soon as we did that, I can't tell you how often I would wake up in the middle of the night and have to look at the the baby monitor and, you know, I would watch her chest and see if she's still sleeping or if she's still breathing. Um, And I would have like dreams of rolling over and she fell out of the bed or something like that. I, I really, you're already not sleeping very well because they're waking up all the time. But then I was also just afraid of going to sleep and knowing what happened. That went by pretty quick, but uh, parents out there just be warned, but also know that it is very common and that too shall pass. But I, I wasn't expecting to be so afraid every night and waking up in the middle of the night, wondering if she's okay in her room and and stuff like that. The other thing is you're going to get really good at the the dad's sway. And uh, any parent that's out there knows exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. Uh, Start practicing now. I don't know if this happened to you. I would find myself like talking to friends or talking on the phone doing like the dad bob and the dad sway. Uh, Just your body just it becomes second nature is uh, is pretty funny. Uh, And then the last thing that I wanted to add, and we talked about this briefly on a previous episode, is the benefits of singing or even just talking to the womb before the baby is born. There was a couple songs that I would sing, and I remember so vividly one night she was really having a hard time sleeping. 
Uh, and I started singing one of those songs and you could see it in her eyes that she was like, Hey, I know this and, and I recognize this and it calmed her down pretty quickly. And those songs still to this day, she has a special connection. You see something click in her head that she recognizes those songs. And that started like day one when we brought her home. That, that was pretty special. So you feel weird, but like sit down on the couch, turn off Netflix, turn off all sounds and just talk to the tummy. It, it's fun and you get used to it. And I would do it pretty regularly. And that became part of our routine even before we had the baby is, uh, you know, almost every day I'd be uh, singing to her. We didn't know it was a her at the time, but uh, singing to uh, the uh, the belly. And uh, I would recommend it. I, I enjoyed that. I think you did that as well. Did you not? I did not actually. I I, I felt uncomfortable because I felt as if Taylor was going to be judging me the entire time, no matter what came out of my mouth. So <laughs> and that was not a route that I took, but I, I feel like I, I should have done something like that. I, I feel like, because previously we had talked about how it's a lot harder for a dad to bond with a newborn than it is for the mother. Yep. And I feel as if I did do those things, it probably would have been easier to bond because I would have, possibly like saying the song at while I was holding her and then seeing that connection that you were just talking about and then just just felt it so much more and so much strongly at that point than I I experienced let's switch over to my favorite segment the dynasty of dads joke of the week yes as we discussed, we uh, pick a really corny, stupid dad joke that we uh, try to share and kind of make a little bit of a competition out of it and see who's got the better joke. So uh, those of you that are in the chat, get ready. Uh, I think you've started the last couple times, so uh, I'll start us off this one. A nurse told a parent of a newborn child, oh my gosh, you have the cutest baby. The smiling husband just laughed and said, oh, I bet you say that to all the new parents. No, she replied. Just those whose babies really are good looking. And the husband asked again, well, then what do you say to all the other parents? And the nurse laughed and replied, aw, the baby looks just like you. <laughs> uh, that's not funny. Oh, all man. kids are adorable. <laughs> all kids are adorable. They're really not. Some are not. Some are not yeah, uh, some, adorable babies. Some are not. I, 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 will, I will admit it. Mine was adorable. Yours, yours have been adorable. I'm sure everyone else's that are listening uh, have been adorable. But uh, all right, that was my joke. What do you got? <laughs> what do you call a teacher that refuses to pass gas in public? <laughs> I like the joke already. I don't even know the punchline. <laughs> what do you call a teacher that refuses to pass gas in public? A private tutor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. I'm voting for you. I think uh, I think we learned from last week that uh, potty jokes are in. Apparently, I think that's the uh, the trick of the Dynasty of Dads joke of the week. So we're gonna let the uh, chat chime in and see which one they liked. But uh, I have a feeling I'm in for a bloodbath this week. But ladies and gentlemen, that was the Dynasty of Dads joke of the week. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Thank you. Um, all right. Last segment that we wanted to uh, just talk about is the do's and don'ts product wise of things that you need or really don't need. Uh, so let's start with the needs. Uh, Zach, what do you have on your list and why? Time that we didn't get last time 
was the outlet monitor. So it's, it's a monitor that uh, you attach to your child's foot in the middle of the night while they sleep, and it tracks um, heart rates and the blood oxygen levels. And the reason oh, good. It was more fixed... things to give me anxiety over when I'm not sleeping. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. So actually, <laughs> believe it or not, like Taylor, the first time, like for the first baby, she had really bad anxiety and was doing what you were talking about earlier, checking checking the monitor, making sure she was breathing. Yeah. But we didn't have any kind of monitor at all. We were just she was just looking over and making sure she was breathing. Um, this time. Taylor is saying she's actually sleeping a lot better and is more at ease knowing that we have an alarm that's going to go off if something is not where it needs to be. Interesting. So, yeah. So the Alamo so would help been, my anxiety. Right. Yeah. So it's been much better for our anxiety and our sanity this time than it was the first time. And then um, another thing that we actually just bought two days ago um is it's called a butt spatula <laughs> have you seen that no so there's there, there's diaper cream that you get in like the tubes and you squeeze it yep. on on the area yep but there's some that are come in tubs and when i went to the store all the ones that were available were in tubs and so she was like well just see if there's a spatula there so it's a lot easier to scoop out and i was like all right so we started using it and just like wiping it straight on uh, to elliot because she had a bad uh, diaper rash yeah and it is so much better than just using your fingers to spread it around it is funny you say that i remember those like some of those tubs in between your fingers hurts because you're reaching down trying to get to the bottom of the tub and you can't reach all the cream a yes. butt spatula is brilliant. <laughs> I know. And like, it was just like, she mentioned it and I was like, what the heck is this thing? And she was like, yeah, like I make fun of people for doing it, but if we're getting a tub, I'm not sticking my finger in there. Yeah. And it is, it is like one of the best things that we've ever, <laughs> ever bought. That's hysterical. Uh, for those of you that are uh, listening, uh, none of these are sponsors. These are all genuine products uh and uh, feedback that we have had so make sure you go get yourself an outlet so you don't uh have sleep anxiety like me and more importantly put on your baby registry a butt spatula (laughs) most important uh anything else yeah the last two things one of them is actually just it's it's kind of like the butt spatula it's more of a convenient thing there's a spray diaper spray diaper spark sorry a spray diaper cream Um, so instead of having to wipe it on there, a very sensitive area, you just spray it and it doesn't hurt them as much. And then, uh, the last one is the nose Frida, which is a way to suck boogers and snot out of their nose. Is that the, like the bulb or is that the, like you suck? Yes. It's it's like the you suck. So you, you shove a tube in their nose and you suck as hard as you can to get all that snot out. It's the most disgusting and effective thing in the world. (laughs) I will tell you, I was, I was like, nope, not using that thing, whatever. But when you do take it out of the box or the bag or whatever, it is very clear that there is a divider between the part that goes into the nose and then the part that goes into your mouth that there is literally no way the boogers can get from said nose to said mouth. And it is effective. We we had the mm-hmm. bulb thing that we would use, and I used that that tube thing once and uh it worked great. Yeah, that was those are the main things that we use that we found that were most 
effective that we bought. Nice. I had three pretty easy ones. Um, one was white onesies or, or just any basic color or whatever. But the reason why I say just white onesies is I think going into parenthood, you have these dreams and aspirations of, oh my gosh, this cute Batman onesie or this princess onesie or, you know, like all these cute little outfits or whatever. But in reality, you put on an outfit, pick up the kid, they throw up and you got to put them back down and <laughs> change them all over again or whatever. It, I couldn't get over how much you go through. The number one on my list was a rock and play. I don't know if you guys used one of those. Yes. But oh man, when it came to sleeping, there there was a stint of her life that she wouldn't sleep in her crib. She would only sleep in the rock and play. For those of you that are unaware, it's uh, one of the chairs that um, like rock back and forth and it's automated. So there's a little like button and there's a kickstand that pops in and out and, and it makes the thing rock, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's mm -hmm. vibration if you want that. It plays music, uh, you know, for some of the settings. But just the rocking back and forth, she needed that movement. And um, we did some research because she would only sleep in that. And we were like, is this safe? Is this healthy? And we read a couple articles and they were like, look, you don't want to fully rely on that thing. They have to get used to a bed. But, you know, for the time being, especially when they're young, you have to think about it. They're they're on the move pretty regularly in the womb. And so they're constantly on the move, even just the breathing and the lungs and the heart and stuff. Even when the mother is sleeping, there's still movement going on at all times. So those rock and plays, that movement is very comforting to them. Um, so I uh, would recommend one of those. It was a lifesaver for us. It was a lot of nights that she had the best night sleeps in that rock and play. The other one, was um i looked up the brand that we had the chico caddy portable hook on high chair so it's a high chair that hooks right onto your table um and that was what we used we we ended up not using our high chair at all that thing was awesome she loved it we you were able to prepare food and she was sitting there right there at the table or on the we had an island right there on the island with you uh the cover of it zips off and then you can throw it in the um uh, washer as i mentioned they spill and make a mess and throw up all the time so once they're obviously able to sit up on their own so it's a little bit later of a product uh not the first week or so but um that was a must and we got a lot of use out of that thing yeah we we looked into getting that but Emery hated sitting in high chairs, so we she was either sitting in our lap or the actual chair. Maybe so that, she would have liked one, one of these things. You never know. She might. She might have. But no, yeah, that was one of the reasons we didn't get it. But Try we, one we number two because I'm telling it. you, uh, she didn't like the uh, high chair and she loved that chair. Uh, I think she felt like part of the action right there on the table and uh, you know felt a little bit more excited. All right, now the no-no list. Any uh, products that you thought were a waste of money for you guys? So for us in particular, we actually did the the co-sleeping. Okay. Um, so we actually bought baby monitors that we didn't use because there's no reason to put a baby monitor right beside me and hear me snoring through. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we ended up not doing uh, – or we ended up just putting those in a drawer and never really used them. And they're them expensive. 
Yeah, they are expensive. I think the only time we used them was whenever it was nap time and we were outside having to do stuff. So I think they got used maybe five times. Um, and then an the, advice another... on that topic that I've seen a lot of people do is a lot of the home security systems have become more versatile, like Nest and, and, and some of the Amazon products and stuff that I've seen a lot of families where they buy one of those just basic everyday security cameras, use it as a baby monitor. And then once they're done with the baby monitor, then they still have a camera that they could use as opposed to like ours is a legit baby monitor that like once we don't have kids it's useless so that was a bit of advice that i thought was kind of cool that maybe it doesn't have all of the functionality of a baby monitor but you get more bang for your buck in the long term yeah that's actually a good idea i hadn't thought about that yeah what else um so a diaper genie um so i mean they they could be super convenient wanting to put diapers in there but in all honesty, it's just an expensive trash can, and the bags to to replace it are even more expensive than trash bags. And they are. That is true. It does help the smell. They are very smell friendly. You know what we did? Doggy bags, like doggy poop bags. We have three dogs, so we always had poop load of those uh and uh so what we would do is we would just take the diaper put it in just a single doggy bag and then throw that out and then that helped keep the uh smell that's separated what else you got um the changing table that actually i think it came with our um bedroom set oh yeah with the crib and the dresser the little change table I, i i think we used it twice it's like there, we used a little mat and put her on the floor, put her on the couch, changed most of the time. Well, I mean, if we're downstairs and it's upstairs, I'm not going to come all the way upstairs just to change a diaper and go right back downstairs. Right. So just, yeah, changing table wasn't really something that was very effective for us. So did you just like change her on the floor? Yeah, we changed her. There was a, a mat that um, was used as a protective barrier. So if she did um, go while we were changing her, it would protect it from getting onto the floor or onto the couch. Um, but that, that was the main thing that we would layer on. But yeah, we just on the couch or on the floor, we would change her. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, I, I don't know, maybe it was a, me being tall, I needed one, like just the back pain of like sitting over even on the floor or whatever. So we had a changing table and we actually positioned it really high. I'm six foot five. So being able to, you know, just kind of stand up straight and change her diaper and stuff for, for us. Uh, that was helpful. Um, anything else? Any other no-nos? Um, the, a wipe warmer. <laughs> yeah. We, we did not buy one of those. I don't remember buying one, but I think Taylor said we did, but I don't know. Maybe it was on the registry. I don't know, but it was, yeah, there, there was one time that we could have really used it. And it was because I accidentally left the pack of wipes or the diaper bag in the car overnight while it was snowing. So it ended up freezing the wipes and the wipes were frozen whenever we needed them. But at that time, the wipe warmer was not going to be in the car. So it wasn't really going to be that effective anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I guess going along on that, one of the uh, ones that I had was um, the uh, bottle warmers. We also um, 
we just I, I don't know for us I, maybe it was just the kind of mechanics of our house and where things were situated and stuff but it was just easier for us to we microwave just some water in a mug and then just put the baby bottle in there and warmed it that way we we had no need for right. uh for that oh and then uh, i just put a high chair on my no no list because of that <laughs> uh table thing uh my daughter never really liked the high chair so that's what i would recommend honestly you don't need it day one day you know seven or whatever so you know just kind of figure out what works best for your family but that was i don't want to say a waste of money but we I, I can count on one hand the amount of times we actually use the high chair. And again, uh, those can be somewhat expensive. Um, someone in the chat let me know that uh, Rock and Plays, I guess that band brand specifically, has been recalled or discontinued. Uh, so you can't get those anymore. I'm sure you can find some articles of why. Um, when I saw that chat, I jumped over to Google and I looked. I actually didn't have, I guess, the Rock and Play brand. I had something similar I think I had the Fisher Price Sweet Dreams Deluxe Bouncer, I think is the one that we had. Um, but uh, obviously do your research and make sure whatever rock and play type device uh, you can use or whatever is comfortable and safe. And obviously do your research on what's safe. But um, just anything that had movement involved in it was really good for us. But uh, thank you for adding that to the chat. I appreciate it. And I believe we actually have the one that's recalled and we just didn't give it back because we actually like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do whatever works best for you. We, I think, had either a rock and play or something similar and, and we loved it. So, uh, but uh, obviously be safe. Anything else on that topic? Uh, no, not that I can think of. I mean, there. I think we had a, a giant list of things that we didn't do, but those are the, or we didn't like, but those are the, the main ones that, just didn't work for us but of course like some of these things work for you some of them worked for us that you used so it, it, it's all comes down to what works for you and your lifestyle so just because it works for us doesn't necessarily mean it's going to uh, work for all the listeners out there so make sure you do your research like brian was saying and decide what would work best for you and your family situation all right. Uh, before we sign off, why don't you give a, a little plug for how people can find us, interact with us? What should people yeah. be doing as next steps? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can always reach out to us and uh, contact with us on TikTok. Uh, Brian is at bearded underscore Brian. I am at Zach the Girl Dad. I almost said at Zach and Emory. It's been <laughs> so so long I've been that. Uh, so I'm Zach the Girl Dad. That's Z A C K. Make sure you spell that right. <laughs> um, and then on Instagram, I'm uh, ZT Burris. And uh, Brian is is consistent across the board and is bearded underscore Brian on Instagram as well. Nice. You should see if your new TikTok name is available on Instagram and try to... Uh, it's pretty easy to change. I, I, uh, I changed mine. It was uh, pretty easy to do so. Yeah, it, it would it would go good with the, the privacy thing with because my last go. name's on there. So just like, I guess that... We did talk about that. I think it was like on our second episode about yep. uh, privacy. So, yeah, I might actually consider doing that. That's a good idea. There you go. There you go. Uh, and then the last thing is, please, please do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Join us next time. Join the conversation. Thank you for all of you that are out there that have been interacting with us. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to write a review. 
hit that star rating, not one, but as many as you feel we deserve <laughs> uh, would be great. Uh, but uh, that means uh, a lot for us. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe, uh, all of that fun stuff. But uh, without further ado, thank you guys once again so much. We will be here again every Wednesday live at 8.30 on YouTube and then wherever you find your podcast, tune in and let's continue to become better parents together. Have a good night. See you, everybody.